We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't understand why Niner fans don't appreciate Russell Wilson. <laughs> Hey, yeah, they, they 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 honestly come across like LeBron fans with the oh. Warriors. Like, just respect the greatness, man. Okay, first of all, who doesn't like? Okay, for, who doesn't like Russell Wilson? Who on the timeline? I need names. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You. I'm trying no, to so it. so here's what happened. So here's what happened. We, I definitely hated Russell Wilson, uh, especially in the cap days, because the Niners can't beat him. Actually, they still can't. But I think the more you see someone. The more you're just like, at this point, if you're a Niners fan and you've seen Russ torture you, his whole career, you're just like, the guy is great. What do you what do you expect? Like, I guarantee you in that OT, when Russ threw that pick, I bet you all Niners fans were like, well, this is over. And when he threw that pick, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, you never see that. And uh, I, I think it's you start hating a guy and then it's like, all right, we respect. It's like you start hating Cavs fans, right? And then by the end of that rivalry, by the end of that, you're kind of like, well, Justin is a good friend now. Carter is a good friend, so. Light years and chase down. We're buddies. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story why I'm not an Niners fan? <laughs> what happened? Okay, you'll appreciate this. This goes back to 92 or 93. Um, so I was predictably the weird kid who knew every player's name and their statistics. Um, this doesn't me after what your friends told me. <laughs> None of this is surprising. Anyway, um, so... The it was the it was the championship weekend, and I'm just going off about how the Buffalo Bills will beat the Houston Oilers to my dad, and my dad's getting yelled at by my mom about how he needs to like clean something like the yard or something. And this was um, my dad says, "Okay, Sam, I'll um, I'll give you twenty dollars to clean, you know, the yard, like rake all these leaves." And we had this like huge. Um, oak tree that just like and it was in the east bay so like when the leaves fall like it's just like a two hour chore to rake all that stuff right anyway um i didn't want to do it and he's like okay let's let's bet on it if if your buffalo bills win i give you 20 bucks if they lose you rake the yard and he was trying to pull one over on me because the bills were down 32 to 3 at halftime that was the infamous game where the backup quarterback led the 30 point comeback and they won like 35, 38, something like that. Right. And so he's all pissed and he's, he's arguing. He's like, we're going double or nothing on the Niners versus Cowboys. And I'm like, no, Niners are my favorite team. Cause I was like eight years old. And I was like every other kid in my school. Right. Um, and he's like, he basically gave me the, you will take this bet or I'll beat you up. face. <laughs> uh, very immigrant dad move. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, so I, I I took the Cowboys, and if the Cowboys won, I would have got Madden, which I, you know I wanted I wanted a video game more than anything, right? Oh, of course, oh yeah. 
And if they lost, I had to like clean the whole house, which my mom was still kind of yelling at him the whole time to do. Well, as you know, the Cowboys won that game. And and then they won the next year. So I basically the first two video games I I ever got were won off of bets with my dad against the Niners. So from that point on, I just couldn't be a Niners fan. Now I just kind of regret it because I became a Raiders fan because they moved to the Bay Area like two years later. And I'm like, well, yeah, I live closer to Oakland anyway. Um, now I'm just kind of like homeless, kind of want to be a Niner fan, but like can't like publicly bring it's myself. It's too to many years. <laughs> it's too many years. Well, now. I just you can't feel just... like when they go, when the Raiders go to Vegas, I'm not gonna be a fan. Yeah, that's really, really. I don't know. I just can't like validate. Uh, I don't know, man. Like my be- my favorite part of the story, by the way, is you saying, you know, 1992, 93, when the Oilers, you know, the Bills and the Oilers, and I'm just like, yeah, for sure, dude. I'm two years old. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really my teams. Fam- it's a really famous game. <laughs> I've heard about it. Obviously, I didn't. I didn't watch it or anything. But you know, a game like that. But no, that's that's funny. I'm I'm my I have no story. I'm a Niners fan because my dad was a Niners fan because he moved here from Hong Kong and he decided to live in San Francisco, and not Oakland, which you know makes sense. So there's the story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that one. Um, it, yeah, it's just uh, now now I just regret it because I do like the Niners are a likable team. They're a good team. Uh. They they are. Um... If, if only they had a quarterback. All right, all right. So we've got. <laughs> we're gonna get into the Warriors. Let me do a quick read. Uh, let's do. We've got three today. Uh, so Blue Wire Podcast doing well. Uh, so we've got Indochino coming up first. Custom menswear. Um, Sam, I've got a holiday party coming up uh, this weekend on Saturday. Um, I don't have a date, but I am gonna go in an Indochino suit. So I'm. Uh, I'm pretty pumped. Oh, up. you got one. You got one. <laughs> I did. I did, and it's pink. Um, or sorry, it's uh, it's it's purple. Um, I'll be sure to. Uh... Are you sure it's not salmon? <laughs> uh, RJ Parrot had a pink suit. That's why I brought up pink. Um, so he had a pink suit. He wore to the draft. Um, so that was Indochino. Um, he's been wearing that for tunnel walks and other events. Uh, all Indochino suits and blazers. So what's Indochino? Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. Everything is everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Indochino's process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your requirements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. So right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your purchase of $3.99 or more. Shipping is free and incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. percentage of listeners every week or first-time listeners who pick up on us just searching the iTunes store yeah it's not a large percentage but I always think about what if you're that guy who's searching looking for a warrior podcast and stumbled upon your and you know our pod and it's like an inside joke off the top like I thought they were going to talk about Jordan Poole uh, by the way, by the way, Sam invited me. Uh, we're back. We had Ben Cruz on last week. Sam invited me to a party uh, the other week uh, before he went on vacation, and uh, I was the one Asian dude at the party. And Shut then, I, right, and then I met, <laughs> I met the one Asian chick. So you know, she loved the cold open. By the way, she's a fan. I forget her name. Really <laughs> honest, but uh, hey, good to know there are fans of the cold open. Uh, the cold opens are always good. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Sam with oh, the, the way, quick cutoff. Yeah, I was going to say, I got married last weekend. You don't have to hide it. I just don't <laughs> want details of, you know, what went down. So, 
Oh um, no, no. But oh, I, I thought you I were not going to mention. I don't, it, need, I don't need. I don't need stalkers trying to find pictures. <laughs> That's all. I'm trying to protect protect the identities of the innocent. But yes. I thought Sam would come in with a uh, dark beard, like you know, he d- dying the beard kind of thing for the for oh the wedding. But uh, I have like three grays in my beard, and you're like telling me that. Okay, okay. Like, every day, every like time I see 10 you, ten to too, fifteen. I yeah. <laughs> it is actually um, the the thing with graying is you don't notice it, and then all of a sudden, like you're like, oh wow, there's like I thought there was like two grays there. It's like fourteen <laughs> or something. Anyway, um, let's get to the Warriors. We're on minutes. Eight, nine. Um, let's start with, uh, you know, so the funny thing about the Warrior zombie season is the eight seed in the West is like eight and ten. <laughs> and, it, and and the Warriors are like, like six, ga- five games back of that. And like you kind of wonder in your mind, like, you know, it's like this team isn't going anywhere this year. But like literally if Steph, D'Lo, and Looney were healthy – what would the record be? That was the because uh, they're competing with like, I mean, you're just, like Orlando is a perfect example. Literally, you just if D'Lo plays in that game, they win, right? Yep. Um, Chicago last week, same thing, and like all of a sudden you start adding three or four of these, and that, that's not even talking about Steph, who's just a different caliber of player, right? All of a sudden, you're like, man, they might be like ten and eight. <laughs> that's the thing about uh. Uh, we thought the Western Conference was going to be like, oh, every team's going to be like, maybe there's no 60 win team, but like everything, every team's going to win, you know, 52 games, you know, like one to eight, everybody's going to win like 50 to 52 games. And the Warriors, for them to win 50 is going to be pretty tough. And then you look at the Phoenix Suns, who's eight and 10 in that eight seed, and you're like, man, <laughs> the Warriors probably would have made the playoffs if they were healthy. I mean, what's, like, I, you know how I said all offseason Portland is, uh, is kind of the level they're going to be at this year, at least until Clay comes back. Sadly, you are right. Yeah, but like, even what, what's Portland doing right now, or what are the Spurs doing? You know, like yeah, they both stink. <laughs> the bottom of the West, I'm not the bottom, but like the the like the seven to twelve, like the teams competing for the the last playoff spot are. I kind of thought they'd have better records, and it's early, but like it's kind of looking like a year where. Maybe the seven and eight seed are like forty-two to forty-four wins. Not like everyone was assuming it was going to be a bunch of teams like winning fifty, right? Yeah, that's the thing, and it's like you watch the rest of the league too, and it's the Utah Jazz don't look great. You know, they're they, they're, they're going to go on a run, though. You know it. But it's just I, I wouldn't be. You know the Houston Rockets. James Harden looks all right, like he looks fine, but they look like the same old Houston Rockets. It's just. You know, I don't know if the Warriors win the championship, but it is it does kind of suck to be like, well, the Warriors have the worst record, so we record this after they lost to the Hawks. Uh, they got blown out by the Hawks, who had the second worst record in the league, so the Warriors really outdid themselves. Now they have the worst record in the league. And uh, hey, got- if you're gonna do something, do it right. And they're <laughs> tanking; they're not they're not taking chances. Like this is this tank job is is unbelievable. And uh, and you're like, do you th- man, do you think Joe Lacob's just texting Hinky? Like after every game, being like, "This is how you do it." <laughs> uh, we have not heard from Joe Lacob. Uh, for someone that I'm sure is pissed that the Warriors are losing, I I don't know. I don't know about how pissed he actually is. Like I'm sure he's happy this team got the season off. Uh, he gets the money made for him anyway. Yeah, he's got the first season from, of chase. From an, so from an ownership perspective, getting everyone to renew their tickets and then being able to tank because your superstar got hurt. When you know it was going to always be a rough year because your second star was out with the ACL tear, um, it's a nice, it's it's like the perfect crime is really what it is, you know, because like they don't have to do a deliberate tank; they can play it off like, well, injuries got the better of us, right? Yeah, it's genius. And Steve Kerr, there's no pressure, um, but I think mostly it is like, damn, the San Antonio Spurs aren't very good. The Portland Blazers, you're saying, aren't very good. You've got these teams. By the way, they gave Mellow Player of the Week. Like, oh, is is the awards committee now just looking at their Twitter mentions? Like, it's just so gross. Mellow, they literally have me standing for Harden. Harden scored sixty in thirty minutes, and you gave Player of the Week to Mellow because he shot fifty percent once. You know? Okay. I'm not a boomer, Sam. Participation trophy arguments here do kind of make sense. <laughs> Come on, man. What the? F- 
I look, I, I got on Twitter this this morning and I was looking at it and I was like, wait, no, 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 no. this is a joke. Like somebody made, like you know, one of those parody accounts. Like they must have tweeted like, it Me- to kind of get. Melo had know. a nice little week. Don't get me wrong, but like, I mean, Doncic beat the like kind of destroy. You know, owned the Lakers. Harden clearly had the best game of the week. Like as much as we like to make fun of him, sixteen for twenty four, sixty and thirty minutes is pretty impressive. Um, I don't even need to like look at the. I mean, there were just so many players that had better weeks than Melo, but because it's Melo and he's LeBron's friend, right? Ooh. I mean, hell, LeBron would have been a better choice. <laughs> uh, by the way, LeBron's been struggling lately, so you know it's time for his Miami run. Uh, in the middle hey, of the season, I'm hey, sure. guess what? No spacing matters when you don't play the Memphis Grizzlies and Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is true. Uh, the it, it sucks because I think I think it would have been like the perfect season that we scripted if we were to say the Warriors are our championship contending team, where they stay alive, they win 48 to 50 games, they make it as a six, seven, eight seed. Clay Thompson comes back with 20 games left to go. And maybe comes in at 75, 80% for the playoffs. This literally was set up perfectly for them if, you know, everybody's limbs didn't just fall off. By the way, Draymond Green is now on a minutes restriction because, quote unquote, of injuries and rest, right? So he didn't play today. So <laughs> DMP, uh, <laughs> we want him. We, we just gave him four years and we want him healthy for the years the other guys are healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well there, well, there you go. We, we did talk at length um, about Draymond Green <clears throat> as well on, as on the premium pod. On the premium pod, that's right. So for those uh, that want that want more Sam and Andy to go a little bit of a deeper dive, we also talked about D'Lo, uh, tra- or actually not, trade pieces uh, on the Orlando Magic that we like. So uh, for people like D'Lo. I'm sure or us talking about Jonathan Isaac's going to get the subscriptions up. But uh, <laughs> People love us. People love us. But um, what I was going to say is um, actually the Atlanta game was a reminder of even when Draymond's – you think he's disappointing – did you watch the Atlanta game? It was brutal because they had no one who could handle the ball. And you're like, it's annoying to watch Draymond not shoot and not score. But watching him play without a guy who can just literally just not turn the ball over, you know? Like, Draymond is at least capable of running an offense. Ooh, it, was, it, was a, it was a brutal watch. We'll, yep. we'll just move on from that one because <laughs> – there's there's bigger topics to get to. It is interesting, but ultimately it doesn't matter. And the Warriors are going to be in a better position with that high lottery pick and uh, the hard cap off. And I mean, I, to me, the most interesting thing is Bob Myers has a capped out team, but he has a lot of tools in his toolbox for the summer. And if he can pivot it to put a second contender together, that'd be really impressive because the most likely scenario and this is nothing against Bob. It's just like you have to like every Warrior fan's like, oh, we'll just trade the pick for Giannis. Like, duh. Every, everyone's like, just let's trade our best young player for Giannis. Like, it's it's not you know, if Giannis becomes available, obviously you do that. But let's assume he doesn't, right? There's a realistic possibility this Warriors team sitting in like fifty some win territory where you're like they're really good, but they can't get over the top. Um. And that's what's interesting. Can Bob pull the right strings to have a roster like they had in 2014 or 15 where they uh, where they get over the top? Um, yeah, I was just <clears throat> I was just going to say that that he did it before um, and he had less tools than he had, like you just said, than he had now. No, um, I, d- I disagree, though. He was under the cap because. Uh, because I'm, Steph okay, was which which season are you thinking? Which offseason are you thinking? When he got okay, so getting I'm in, thinking Iguodala. Iguodala was a sneaky move. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, so I'm thinking of that one. I mean, I, it's just I think he has D'Angelo Russell. I think he has three, well, two superstars and one star under contract. Uh, he has a lottery pick. Uh, I think those are that's enough. He has a trade exception, right? I guess he's not under the cap, but he has. You know, if players want to come to him, if he can recruit players, if Steph can re- recruit players, he has an ability to get guys. And then he has um, the ability to sign guys as well. Um, maybe just a couple, right? Maybe just that uh, more marginal players exception over the cap. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, but he, he here's the important part. Back, but he's not going to um, he doesn't yeah, have, he doesn't have the tools to go sign like uh, are there even any good free agent sex here like Drummond? 
Well, here's the important part. They need Kerr and I think Bob Myers and Steve Kerr need to be on the same page in terms of what type of players they need. Like, Sam, you watched this season, and do you feel like they have an idea of the type of players they want to have? Like, do you feel like, you know, okay, Alec Burks is that guy. Like, okay, this is a Warriors type of guy. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, this is a Warriors type of guy. Didn't it just feel like they just threw some players together that may have had good value and then just said whatever? Like, didn't feel like to me, like, you know, if you're looking at someone like the Spurs, they get a certain guy and stuff like that. I just, I think that's important as well. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Like, Pascal looks like a guy who can play in any system. Um, and so that's a huge find. Just literally, it's funny. They do better with their later picks than their earlier picks. Uh, Jordan Poole looks like a project. I don't know. Like, you and I were both kind of tantalized by the potential, but that doesn't mean he'll be anything, right? Yep. Um, and beyond that, Glenn Robinson, the third look, he's been kind of one of my favorite feel good stories of the team. Um, but he's not a starting wing. He's more of like a 15 to 20 minute a game wing than a, uh, you know, Oh yeah, absolutely. Focal. But, but like, you'd feel pretty good if you got him, if, if they get a starting small forward and Glenn Robinson's like, let me put it this way. If he's playing the role McKinney play, he's better than McKinney. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, and that's where I'm at. And so actually that brings the next question. Um, Stockwatch. So they have zombie team now. Um, they have like 120 million <laughs> players who are injured. So we're Sheesh. not going to count them. Um, so taking Steph, Clay, Draymond, D'Lo, and Looney out of the equation, which is literally their best five-man lineup, <laughs> which will may never play together because who knows if D'Lo will be here next year, right? Or who knows if Draymond will be here. You know, they may never play one minute together. But taking those guys out, I want you to kind of rank who you want back next year in order. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein last. I mean, Pascal's got to be number one, right? Never again. Well, I think Pascal's on the team. Does that count? Like if he's yeah, going to be on the I, team well, anyway. Cause, cause, oh, the trade. There could be a trade. Yeah, we're, we're talking um, just, you know, kind of your power rankings of who – you think can let's assume the Warriors build a team that's a good playoff team. Who do you want on at least in the rotation next year? Is it you, is it crazy? I mean, obviously we got Pasco up there. Um, is it crazy to say Amari Spellman? Like there was a piece on him today by by the ever ever great Anthony Slater. But like, would Anthony would Amari Spellman be like a really good third big? For the Warriors next season, fourth big maybe, but maybe even I'm second. thinking third. Yeah, you know Looney, Spellman. You know I don't know if you count Draymond, probably not. But like they'll get another big, so I'm thinking maybe third or fourth. Like that would be fantastic. It is crazy how. No, I'm with you. He rebounds. Uh, it, he he looks like such a different player when he's in shape, because his because he's don't pre- we all he's pretty athletic. Um, you know he's not he's not Drummond. Or Anthony Davis athletic. He is athletic. You're right, though. He is. He And he's strong. Like, even... So, he's got a nice jumper. It's inconsistent right now. But even when it's not going, I swear to God, he gets nine rebounds in 18 minutes every time he plays, right? Yep. Like, he's just... And he can move his feet on defense. It doesn't translate to good defense right now. But, like, you can see... He has potential to play. You can see the yep. potential to, to at least play in a team scheme. Um, and his skill level is high. He looks like basically the potential to be a much better version of most Bates because he, the thing I liked most about the Anthony Slater piece was how mature he was, how, um, how much accountability he took. I mean, he's only 21 and he could have blamed the Hawks for his terrible rookie year, but he just blamed himself. You know, he's a real, uh, real son of immigrants. Real, Shout real love of the game type of player. No, I, I, Shout I like out, this. immigrant, immigrant, um, son of the week. That'll be new pot award. <laughs> Ooh, no. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, we're putting that on the premium, premium. So, no, um, I, I, I'm with you. Um, because the Atlanta Hawks were, they're not really an organiz- organization where you're like, oh, there's the Spurs. I come here, you know, I'm going to develop in a good but player. Can, hey, Travis Schlank. Shout out, Travis Schlank. Um, I mean, they, they but, kind of, I like where they're going, but that's a different conversation. Uh, I mean, I just I love Trey Young. I and, God, and, I love Trey Young. And you're kind of right. Like, I think he's getting them moving in the right direction, but they they don't have the Spurs 
they don't even have the Warriors cachet, right? Yeah. Like he, he has to, like, get them there for them. It, it looks like they're getting there, though. You know, like a few um, years. What, like, I remember when I was 21. <laughs> uh, this is not safe for the pod. Definitely not the way that uh, Amari Spellman is thinking about this. And that's <clears throat> that's the difference between, I think, him being, like, Amari Spellman's not going to be a star. Um, but it's the difference between him being, like, a starter and maybe a 10-year player in the league versus you know, someone that's out of the league in two, three years, right? Like him being able to sacrifice, get in shape, uh, get motivated, play hard. That type of stuff is maturity. I think that's a lot of what, I mean. And taking ownership. Like he's aware, he's aware he didn't do the best he could. It's easy to, you know, he kind of said like for him going pro was like most people going to college, all the freedom. Um, But he, he was taking accountability for it, right? Like, he he was used to in Villanova, you know they're they're so structured. You know you wake up, you go to practice, your meals are made for you. You have another practice, you have study session, right? All that sort of stuff. And he was saying like being on my own, like they you know there's just so much time and I could do whatever I wanted. And it, you know it's very easy to uh, order takeout every meal <laughs> and do that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, no, that's uh. Um, and for you to realize that though, um, just Particularly a couple of years after the just one year, one, exactly one bad year, a lot of guys get to that after four to five, exactly because like, he's still guaranteed. Yep. He could have easily done the same thing with the Warriors and be like, Well, they're not going to cut me because they need to see yep. what I am. Yep, yep, yep. Let's uh, I want to keep talking on Spellman, but we gotta we gotta pay the bills. Um, so let me uh, let me do a couple reads here. Um, hey Sam, did I tell you I'm going to a holiday party this weekend? I need to do a quick few shaves with that listeners of the show i use harry's um so with that listeners of the show can get five dollars off any harry shave set they go to harry's.com slash blue wire free shipping ends on december 16th so act now um it's a great deal for you and for him holiday sets start at just twenty dollars that's within secret santa limits and harry's blade refills are just as low as two dollars each so your guy will save money over time comes to gift in a handsome holiday gift box and your and your gift gives back one percent of each sale will be donated to charitable organizations as a special offer for fans of the show we've partnered with harry's to give you five dollars off any shave set including their limited edition holiday sets when you go to harrys.com slash blue wire plus you'll get free shipping each uh, harry's shaving set comes with a weighted handle options to engrave five blade so if you want to engrave stuff better you can five blade razor cartridges foaming shave gel for a rich lather travel control to protect your blades and it's packaged in a handsome holiday gift box free shipping ends december 16th so act now go to harrys.com slash blue wire that's harrys.com slash blue wire all right we got one more we got ship station with the holiday rush coming you have to be able to ship orders out quickly efficiently and affordably but how do you keep track of all those orders decide which shipping carrier to use or if you're getting the best rates luckily ShipStation can help with just a few clicks you'll be managing orders printing labels and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays ShipStation works with all of the major carriers using usps fedex and ups so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers you'll ship more in less time with the best rates available so take the hassle out the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Use our offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. Damn, that's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Click BLUE. Or sorry, type in BLUE at ShipStation.com. Enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation make ship happen. All right. Um, Maturity. Omari Spellman, I want to talk about Jordan Poole. Uh, you're out for a few days. Jordan Poole had a good game against the Miami Heat. He went 5 for 6 from 3. Uh, since then, he's gone 0 for 13. <laughs> uh, up and down season with very little up from Jordan Poole. But after the game, Sam, he... First of all, he's 20 years old. And he had a bit of an attitude kind of with media where he was just like, well, now you're talking to me, right? And he was very short. You know, the, cl- the clip is online. Um, I think it was Anthony Slater who posted it. Basically, 
he was essentially saying, you just want to talk to me when I'm playing well. You don't talk to you don't want to talk to me when I'm not. What did you think about that? Because I have some thoughts. I'm gonna let you go on this one. Uh, for me, it feels like when people compare him to Nick Young and J.R. Smith, that is exactly what they're talking about. That is exactly what they're talking about, and, and that is the fear. It, we don't expect him to be a star, but that is the fear of drafting someone who, you know, has that comp, right? And so far we've said the comp is, you know, it's just kind of shot selection. It's just kind of the way he plays maybe. Uh, but we've kind of said, no, not really. He plays hard on defense. He tries really hard on offense. He's going as hard as he can. And then he comes out with comments like that. And you're like, ooh, okay, where's Steph Curry? <laughs> where's Clay Thompson? Let's get some leaders in here. And uh, I also think I might be overreacting. You know, he's a kid. He's 20 years I th- old. I think he's having you, a really th- tough season. I think you are overreacting. I think he is in his own head. Mm. And I kind of feel for him because um, mm-hmm. he can't hit a shot. And he's a yep. shooter. And unlike Clay, who went through a terrible slump last year, remember pretty much December last year, I was like, what are you doing, Clay? Like yep. shooting like 28% from three for like 30 games. Um, but Clay had won three titles and been four time All Star and kind of like, you know, there, there's a certain self confidence to like <laughs> my place in the league is safe, right? Jordan Poole's fighting for his place. And. Um, it's just a little, um, I, I just feel for him because he's pressing. Um, and, and I ke- I'll keep saying that because I don't see the effort level falling off with him yet. Um, you know, it's subject to change, but I kind of just want to give him a little bit of the benefits of doubt at this point. Uh, that's fair. I think you're right. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I over, I was pretty annoyed when I first saw it. I think that's just kind of the. It just, it, but you put him yourself in his shoes, and what are we talking like? Twenty NBA games, right? This is his first twenty NBA regular season games. He's kind of out there with nobody really to help him. You know, part of kind of playing with the Warriors was, you know, Steph is going to get you shots, and he's going to hide you in offense a little bit, and D'Lo is going to do the same thing. And so far, really, like when Jordan pulls on the floor, floor everybody's like, well, they've got one shooter, <laughs> right? Let's stick on that one shooter. Yeah, it was and, like he was going to play with Steph and D'Lo, and it was going to be a little, you know, easy for him to get going. Instead, it's like Kai Bowman. By the way, to the initial question, they have to keep Kai Bowman. I like him. Oh, I think yeah. He's, I think he's a player. I think he's a he's a legitimate NBA player, and it's going to be interesting because he's going to run out of his forty five days before the All Star break, <laughs> and it's like well, I could no, see no. I could see a team like Memphis. Um, throwing him a full contract, trying to force the Warriors to make a move immediately. You know, because, like, the Warriors can't give him a full contract until I, well, think they can cut. I think it's March. Well, they can cut. The other guy I wanted to mention in terms of maturity, right, Marquise uh, Chris. is Marquise Chris, um, which I think they will. Right? Marquise Chris is good. I'd rather have him than Willie Cauley-Stein, but you're kind of stuck with Willie Cauley-Stein at this point. Um, but, I mean, uh, you know, you're not missing much. I'm, I'm with you, though. Kai Bowman, like – I think he's better than than. I mean, you keep him over Chris, and really, you keep him over Damian Lee. Um, like I'd rather have yeah, but him. Damian, than Damian Lee's Lee. a two way, so to, right. he, he's not in the calculus. It is also like though, like he's been out for a while, and I think he was getting minutes there, and it's like, but I I thoroughly do not enjoy watching. I mean, I don't watch and enjoy watching Damian Lee play. Kai Bowman, I enjoy watching. He is fantastic. Um, his shot is weird, uh, but he makes the, enough. But the thing that the thing that makes Sky me Bowman. Think- the thing that makes me think he's an NBA player is it's not his, his scoring ability, although it's it's a nice little thing. It's uh it's it's the defense and the loose balls. Like he's got kind of the um. I really don't want to compare him to this because he bleached his hair, but like the George Hill, um, Beverly type of thing where you're like, this, I can't this, believe this, this. I mean, okay, he's not. You brought he, up blonde George Hill. You are a legend. <laughs> I cannot believe that. But he's got that same kind of like you know he finds a way to make an impact even if he's not scoring. You know, tonight I think he had nine rebounds. Um, that's one example. Um, a, a game last week he had a few steals. Um, he just – he's one of those guys you'd like to have off the bench because you know he'll always make some sort of impact. Uh, yeah. Particularly once he develops a little more and is just kind of – I'm kind of confused how he didn't get drafted to be honest. Uh, he's too small. 
Um, is that, I think that, is, I mean, is he's like a normal point guard size, and he's like long. six one. I mean, uh, he's smaller than Steph. Um, so I think I think where he comes in, I mean, you know, maybe he'll level a long career. I don't know, six, but seven, you could six, see him kind of being span. that type of pest, and he's kind of guarding guys up and down the floor. Does he? Okay, that's. Um, measured, but the thing I think for me is two, like six two and a half with a six seven wingspan. Come on, you you know you know those so are you're, never you're, right. You're, um, he's six one. <laughs> but I mean that's uh, that's good for a, yeah. a six seven wingspan at point guards. Well, he can fun. only play point though. That's the problem. Like that's my thing. Like so, but maybe that's fine. Like that's fine. He's also twenty two. Like maybe it's it's fine that he can just play that position. Um, but it's also like, what do you want from him, right? Like, what do you expect out of Kai Bowman? Do you want him to be a starter? He's not going to be a starter. Do you want him to be like a guy that's energetic defensively and gives you a spark off the bench? He might be that guy. I mean, I'll tell you this: I enjoy watching him more than Quinn Cook. Like, I think he'll be better than Quinn Cook. Like Quinn Cook was not watchable. Um, and maybe I just sour taste in my mouth, sour taste in my mouth, because he, you know, missed every single shot possible in the NBA Finals. But, <laughs> um, uh, but he, you know, like Kai Bowman, you know, they, you know, people can't really pick on him. Uh, he can make a floater, he can get to the rim a little bit, uh, you know, and a shot he makes enough threes to where you know you think he might make a shot. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you don't want Alec Burks back, so you don't care for it. You just want him to get a you know draft pick for him or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I wouldn't mind him back. I just think the smart move is to move him for a pick. Yeah. Can um, they even get a second? You would think. Probably a second. Um, yeah. Willie, not really seeing it with this Warriors team. Um, Are we pulling the plug on Willie Carly Stein? It's not that I'm pulling the plug on him. It's just it, – I just don't see it. It's – I mean, he's he's a rim runner. He's played a little better. I, I mean, I, I'm – there's always a chance he becomes a consistent defender, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. It's not that I don't want him back. It's that he's, uh, he's lower on my totem pole of guys. I'm yeah. interested in keeping. He's got a player option. Particularly and it's just like, since the center position tends to be, there's always guys in the market, you know, you know, now why, you know, I'm saying like people know why, you know, the Kings didn't want him, right. It's just like you watch him playing. You're like, what is this? he's playing like someone that should be on a lottery team lottery. And now the Warriors are a lottery team, but I don't expect them to be any better than this. Even if Steph and clay and and D'Lo were all playing, like, I I think this is who he is. I don't, I just don't know how, what the expectations were here. Um, I I was kind of hoping that he'd be a little bit better, but I I didn't watch too many Kings games. And uh, yeah, this is not good. This is not pretty. Um, I'd rather watch Alan smiley each play on the Warriors at this point. Yeah. I don't know about that, but um. (laughs) So I guess of the of the vets, Glenn Robinson the third's the one I'm kind of interested in keeping. But even that's like if someone offers him like five million, yeah, I don't really need him that bad, right? Um, but yeah, let's okay, let's move to general league stuff now. Little little early MVP race. MVP race is kind of a four pronged race. I don't see anyone but these four players being the guys that people talk about all year. And I'm gonna throw you some names out: Giannis, LeBron. Luca and Harden. I guess I gotta start with this. How shocked are you, Luca's this good, this young? Well, you're the bigger fan of Luca than I am. Um, I did not think he'd be this this year, though. I thought he would be better than he was last year. I did not see thirty point triple double. Efficient, efficient. By the way, let's let's make this clear for the people who say Russ did that. No one cared. Russ, Russ didn't do it this efficiently. Uh, also, don't like the Luca is a white version of James Harden. The backlash that I've been seeing, although this is a totally online thing. First of all, James Harden literally goes out of his way hooking people to draw fouls. I have yet to see Luka Doncic do that. He's just your typical superstar flopper. Uh, Dame Lillard, same way. Russell Westbrook, same way. LeBron LeBron James, James, same way. Same thing. Even Steph does it in the postseason. Let's not kind of, you know. Yeah, I wish Steph did it more, to be honest. Yeah. so We've always said do it more, Steph. (laughs) Because <laughs> he's the best free throw shooter in the league. Um, so that's one uh, of all time. The, you know, I'd probably go Giannis. Um, it's just kind of the easy, like, uh, the easy pick. Also, the Bucks are very good. They seem like a regular season team, though. You know, like, that's my vibe that I'm getting from them. Um, but again, the Sixers don't look that great. So, you know, the Bucks may come out of the East. But yeah, I think that's they don't, my they don't need to do. They don't need to do that much to come out of the East. Um, Which doesn't help the Warriors by the way. So, but you know, uh, I think that's my MVP. I think it's pretty straightforward. Let's start on this. Um, I think, so I'm going to run down some numbers for you. I just pulled it up. Luca is averaging 
so okay here here's the thing if we go by advanced stats so I, and i don't really value these but stuff like per and vorp <laughs> stuff like that um Giannis is the most valuable. Um, Giannis is... I'll, I'll give you re- regular Giannis numbers. Giannis is currently shooting 64.5% on two-pointers. I don't think you understand how silly that is. He's averaging 31, 13, and 6. He got better since last year. And actually, my biggest thing with Giannis is it's weird he gets no attention. Do you feel like he's not getting... like? Steph won an MVP, came back better, and everyone couldn't stop talking about it. Giannis won MVP, came back better, and it's not really in the news. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the Luca note, I don't know how long this this holds up, but I saw an article: Luca's finishing on drives at a higher percentage than LeBron and Giannis. The Giannis one freak. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Like, because when Giannis gets a step on a guy going to the rim, it's automatic. Um. Luca. The, the funny thing with Luca is he doesn't shoot threes at a high percentage, thirty three percent on nine and a half a game, but he hits his twos at sixty one and a half percent. Like anytime you're over sixty percent on twos, that's Shaq territory. And he's averaging thirty and thirty and a half and almost thirty ten and ten. It's like it's thirty point six nine point nine nine point six. I think it's a little early for him, but it's absurd what he's doing right now. Also, those two are um, those two statistically are above Harden and LeBron and all the advanced stats in terms of impact. Um, not that those other, not that LeBron and Harden aren't having huge impact years, but just you know you you got to separate somewhere, right? Also, I mean, I don't know why LeBron's in this conversation. Come on, they have the best record. If Steph and KD weren't in the conversation for, I mean, like they weren't actually in the conversation for an MVP. Come on. Um. I think it'd be like a Carmelo getting a player of the week fucking type of. I mean, do you not think LeBron's going to get votes? Uh, yes. I mean, we know he's going to get votes. <laughs> uh, it, it So to me, it feels like uh, Luka Doncic is probably like a year or so away from winning the award, even though they're great numbers. Uh, I'm more, and, they're, and they're winning. Let's, let's put this clear. That's what I was going to say. They're, they're, they're on pace for 56. 57 wins, which is absurd because I thought Dallas would win like 44, 45 games. And that's the thing. Sneak in as the eight seed and we'd be like, wow, you know? So that that's the one where I'm very curious about is like, do the Mavs have an outside, outside shot of making the, you know, Western Conference finals? Are they going to win a round? Right? Like, like, let's not even get too crazy about it. Like, can they win a round? Like, do I see them beating the Houston Rockets or the Utah Jazz or the Denver Nuggets? Kind of these teams that really haven't been that impressive so far this season. I don't know if you could talk, if Luka Doncic is that great. Then yeah, I mean, superstars win in the playoffs, right? Like Utah Jazz don't have a superstar. The well, actually, the Nuggets do, but um, but that's what wins. And Donovan Don Mitchell is on his way there, but yeah, he's not the same caliber of player. No, not even close. He's not even close to Doncic. And I've been, and I'm not a Doncic kind of opposer, but. Uh man, like he's kind of going toe to toe with LeBron James in a regular season game, and uh, that's the stuff that you got to put on. That's the stuff you got to market as a league. Um, I've got Giannis though. Who do you no, have? They're, that's they're, my guy. They're MVP. just they're deleting the film. Can't have anyone up playing up playing the game. <laughs> you notice how it was like a hyped uh, game, and then all of a sudden he outplays him, and no one talks about it. That's crazy. That's that's, that's such a good. That's crazy. Like instead of like who like is Luka Doncic the next face of the league kind of thing, or like how great he is. It's just like. I, I remember when Allen Iverson crossed up Jordan, like Bulls Jordan, and won that game, and people were like, ooh, Iverson's next, you know? Now it's like when, when Doncic does that sort of stuff to LeBron, it's like, ooh, delete the footage. And it kind of speaks to where we are. No wonder ratings are falling. Hey, let's uh, let's kind of finish the podcast with that. I, I, want, to, I want to talk about the ratings. Um, you missed quite a bit the last week. Uh, Zach Lowe and uh, Woj came out with a piece. I'm sure you read it. So I won't even go over it, but they're kind of the NBA is thinking about doing a midseason tourney, uh, and a bunch of other random stuff. What are your thoughts? I hate it. You um, hate it. I don't. It's the problem is no one cares about the regular season because they condition us not to, and the only team that cared about the regular season 
that mattered in the last five years was the Warriors. And they lost that finals in epic fashion. And they got mocked for trying in the regular season and being dead at the end of the season. And I truly believe Correct. that had a bigger harm on the league. Someone in my in my Twitter mentions called that the battle of love of the game versus love of the fame and fame won. And I think that's kind of an astute point because one team played the game honestly, the other tried to game the system. And the team that gamed the system won. They got players suspended. They didn't try all regular season and they won. And, you know, more power to them, but it's a bad precedent, right? Yes, I agree. Um, they, ever since then, literally nobody cares uh, about the regular season. And it's gotten to a point where it's too far on the other side. And look, I get the teams that do it. But here's the thing. I I was talking to this with Ben last week. You know, the NBA is never going to do 66 games. They're never going to lose regular season games, right? That's Can we agree that's the solution? To making the regular season uh, more watchable for the league, like you gotta get it to a less number of games. I've accepted that they won't do it. So for me, it's like, what can you do on the margins to at least make it more watchable? And if it's this, I'll live with it. Like I'm, I'm all for it because what's the alternative here? Do we just keep running this stupid 82 regular season marathon? But isn't this a the plan time? to make it 78 games? <laughs> like. Would that, would that really change something right cutting four games doesn't really change anything does it like no i don't i and this one i don't like it i think they need to what they really need to do how realistic is, is it what they need to do is cut the playoff teams you know it's going to get teams trying making it to only 12 teams getting the playoffs not 16 i like that i like that i like that i actually looked at it um if you did just the top six in each conference you typically need to win around like 48 to 50 games, 47, you know, which I think is a good number. If you win 47 games, you're a playoff team, right? Oh, how realistic is that? We though? don't need to, we don't need to watch um, a 41 and 41 team, right? Uh, the Suns right now in the eighth seed, but like, why would they agree to it? That's so like a lot of these solutions is just so like, I like it. Pie in the but- sky. I just can't see these these you know money these billionaires these guys agreeing to this type of thing and it's like man it sucks it sucks because if they did if they're willing to take a little bit of a cut you know more people would care maybe more money long term right maybe you can sell it that way um you know when more people watch the NBA cuz games matter more but nobody ever really wants to take a money cut you know temporarily for like a hypothetical windfall you know, 10, 15 years from now. So it's like, is this the best they could do? I guess, which I'm okay with. Do like six games though, a conference, or sorry, six teams, a conference could use that in the East. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think they're ignoring the larger problem, which is uh, the coverage and everything's not about the game anymore. And that's, that's kind of what's annoying. Like we, we've been harping on it. Like you watch the NFL, everything's about the game. Everything here is about individual brand marketing. And what's worse is you have media members telling us, like, if I disagree with LeBron's pursuit to make a bigger brand for himself, I'm a bad person. And it's like, it's not that I have an issue with that. It's that I don't care. I don't Um, like that's his personal that's his personal objective. But the, the, the coverage should be relative to if it helps the team win or lose. The other issue that I take uh, that I get annoyed at is, you know, people will say, you know, we cover a lot of the offseason, all this drama because this is what the people want. My thing is, I don't know if that's what the what's the people want in the regular season. I I don't. If you're going to if Giannis is having, you know, if he's averaging 30, 13 and five or whatever the hell, you know, numbers you just do ridiculous numbers that you just threw out there on the best record and the best team in the league. I really don't want to hear if he wants to go to another team. I want to hear about how he's going to be, you know, maybe a top five player all time on, you know, in Milwaukee, who, you know, has no history of being a good basketball team. Yeah, the best player they've had since uh, Lou Alcindor. That's what I want to hear. Maybe market it that way. You know, even if it's Milwaukee, if not, then cut Milwaukee out as an NBA team. Why have a team in Milwaukee? Why have a team in, you know, whatever the hell. Here's the better part. Here's the better part. Market market Giannis as the amazing basketball player he is. 
every fan base of the 29 other teams is still going to imagine him playing for them. Like, that's why I don't want to talk about Giannis to the Warriors. Because it's pointless. Because if Giannis is available, like, yes, trade for him. Like, do you and I really need to pot about that? Like, is this really a complicated subject? It's a pretty obvious thing. It's like, oh, the Warriors can get the best player in the league right now who's in his prime and is, you know, 25. Yes, I want to do that move. Like, mm-hmm. come on, what are we really talking about here, right? right? It's not, it's a given. If he gets there, we're cool, right? And, it, the, and, the- and, and it's like, oh, well, social media likes this. You get a lot of retweets and faves or whatever. But it's like – But that doesn't translate to views. That does, does not translate that's viewership, to – Viewership, that's key. Exactly. Viewership on your TV show talking about or whatever it is is not the same as viewership on a game on Thursday night in prime time. Like, right, correct. That's the problem because people who care about, you know, what maybe they're not watching the games and I got why are they not watching I got, the games? I got news for you. Every time I watch a Bucks game, I imagine Giannis playing for my favorite team. I don't need them to tell me about it because I did that when Shaq played. I did that when Iverson played. I did that when like every player played. That's what that's what fans do, right? There's nothing complicated. Like I don't need whoever it is on TV being like, imagine this player next to this. That's what you naturally do. How many other teams, fans, watch Steph Curry and like, oh, imagine he played for Denver. Imagine he played for us in Utah. Imagine if he played for us in Memphis. You know, like everyone does that. It's just – it's it's the nature of sport, right? Yep, yep. And so I think that's the uh, that's one of the reasons for the NBA uh, ratings. Um, and I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know how they can do to change it. What they can do to change it? I, I was saying with Ben, they're not going to lose me and you. That's not who they're going to lose. They're never going to lose us. They're, lo- they're losing. They're losing our friends who are more interested in watching the NFL. MLB. They can't even get them though. Yeah, you know what I mean. They 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 can't even get them. I've, I not even, like my friends who you know I'm been growing up with all my life. It's like it's not even deciding between the NBA and the NFL. It's just like I just don't want to watch. Like, hey Andy, let me know you know when you know there's a big game coming up in January or you know let me know when the playoffs are coming up, right? Because like to me, it's not even like that. The season starts in Christmas, dude. Like to me, it's like the season starts when the playoffs start. <laughs> you've got eight teams. You've got seven games seven game series for, you know, all the rounds. And it's like, if I weren't an NBA fan, you know, I'd probably watch, you know, maybe a week before the playoffs, just so I can know what's going on in the league. Like, why would I watch now? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, like that's how it feel. But you know, me and you, we're stuck watching a four and 18 team. We love it. I love it. It's great. Do you wait voice? I love it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I do. It's fun. The season's been fun to watch. I, I'm not just saying that because we're. It, like, it is kind of it is kind of freeing to watch with zero expectations, um, and I'm going to take it that way. Uh, I think you and I have the same perspective on it. We think the Warriors will be back. Um, our mood might change if they come back next year and things are not good, and then all of a sudden you're like, uh oh. We're both grumpy as hell on the fucking pod every week, just <laughs> giving people content three times a week, premium and. And light years, and we're just pissed off. But uh, now I'm with you. Um, I think part of it is us knowing that next season uh, they'll be they'll be pretty knowing. good. No, hoping, hoping, hoping. Uh, for now, we root for the Clippers and the Bucks. Oh, actually, no, just the Clippers and the Sixers. You know, we we hope for Clippers Sixers NBA Finals. That's what we, we hope should for. be rooting for the Celtics, to be honest, because we wanna we want to uh, rattle the Sixers too. You know, you can't just oh, light years. <laughs> Damn, it's Fendi Ari. Well done. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs>